what I do miss for my children and my husband feels the same way is like the ritual of like having to get dressed up and go somewhere once a week. And even if you don't understand it, even if it doesn't, even if it's boring, if it doesn't mean something to you, the idea of like dressing up and sitting or standing or kneeling quietly around other people and respect what they are doing and what they believe in, or they're just, just to be around something or respect. You're listening to The MILF Podcast. This is the show where we talk about motherhood and sexuality with amazing women with fascinating stories to share on the joys of being a MILF. Now here's your host, the milfiest MILF I know, Jennifer Tracy. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, sexuality, entrepreneurship, balancing all those things while raising children. And those are some of the topics that I've been asking some of our amazing illuminating guests about. Last week on the show, we had Blair Goldberg, who came to us via her dressing room on Broadway. She was in between shows. She's currently on Broadway starring in Kinky Boots. And that was a wonderful interview. If you haven't checked it out, please do. And this week, I'm so delighted to have on the show my friend Catherine Hahn, uh, who is arguably the hardest working woman in show business right now. I mean, she's just constantly working. Her range of talent is unbelievable. She can go dramatic. She can be comedic. She can be light. She can be dark. She can be trashy. She can be really classy and elegant and all just very naturally. But we didn't really talk about her acting skills that much because this show is more about motherhood and how you balance those things. So we talked more about that, like her family life and how how she does balance the fact that she works so much and she's out of town a lot. And um, we just had a delightful conversation. And I'm going to admit (laughs) that ever since I have met Catherine, and even maybe before, because I've known her work for a long time, I've always admired her work. I have a crush on Catherine Hahn. I have a crush on Catherine Hahn. And she knows it, I've told her. And it's just, it's a full on lady crush. I have many lady crushes, as you guys might have been noticing. But this one's really special. And (laughs) she has perfect skin. So that's a very superficial acknowledgement. She's beautiful. She has perfect skin. She has an incredible smile. But more than that, she's a very warm person. And she just has this way of putting you at ease and making you feel comfortable in any given situation. And this was no different. I came to her house and we got to have a lovely conversation. I really hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did, (laughs) or at least even if you enjoy it half as much as I did, it'll be fantastic. Also, please stay tuned to the end of the show. I'm going to share with you guys, I've been getting some messages, some direct messages, some emails, comments and things from, from women who have been listening to the podcast. And it's been so amazing to get this kind of feedback where it's really helping women. And that was my mission and my goal in starting the podcast. So the fact that it's already happening by episode 10 and now 11 is, I'm, I'm so grateful because I really just want this to be a vehicle for mothers and women. They don't have to be moms, but being a mom can be very isolating and, and very lonely. And I want this to be a place where women in their, in the moment that they have to put their earbuds in and listen, whether it's in the car, whether it's at the gym or whatever, whether they're doing dishes, whatever that is, that they can feel like, oh, someone else went through that difficult thing that I'm going through right now. And they made it through to the other side and they're creating this other thing, whether it's a business or a piece of art or whatever it is. And I can do that too. So that is the goal of the show. (laughs) And I'm so grateful to all of you who've been listening and subscribing and downloading. And if you are so inclined, please leave us a review. You can do the star thing on iTunes, give us a certain amount of stars, I think, or you can write a review. All of that's very helpful to us. Without further ado, here is episode 11 of MILF Podcast with Catherine Hahn. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for being on the show. Of course. Um, so it's not a big secret. I have a giant crush on you, <laughs> and I always have, and I just adore you. I Googled you last night. Mm-hmm. Not for the first time. 
It's funny. I, I clicked on your IMDb page and I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And what is so fascinating to me is that you've done so much work. You've just done so much work, so much wonderful work. You're, you're just so good at what you do. And at the same time, you have this full family life. You have two kids, you have a husband, you're constantly traveling. What the F? How do you do that? It's constant managing of expectations and it's constant chaos. I mean, nothing, it's never, you know, that idea and myth of having it all drives me batshit crazy because I think, I just think it's so backwards and silly to assume that anyone can have it all. And I don't even know what that means because you can't, you can't have, you can absolutely go for everything, but you, it's, it's an impossibility and it just sets up an, an, an unfair expectation on yourself to think that you're going to be able to do everything or, and have it look a certain way. It's just not going to, like something is not going to be the way that you imagined it and that you have to just, it's at a certain point, just like, just like release. And that's where I, at on the precipice of 45, am trying to release into just the, the okay of it and the embrace. And that it doesn't always feel like, like it's not always joy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not always like I treasure my alone time. Like I would say, I would really consider myself an extroverted introvert. Yes. Like my happiest place is to be with a book by myself. Like I really tap dance my heart out for a lot of my life. <laughs> and but I all I'm like a part of my brain just wants to be quiet. Well, and that is really the balance of being an extrovert and a performer who is you're on as much as you are. Um to have that balance of you have to, to survive. Otherwise you would just become completely depleted. Well, I guess it's kind of also like the, the trick of like being able to hide in plain sight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You get to hide behind all that noise. Yes. Yes. So, which I'm like slow, like, you know, again, precipice of 45. I'm like, Oh, it's no wonder I'm a performer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you always want to be an actor? Always. Yeah. Like since really? You were a kid? Yeah. I mean, since I was a kid, Mm -hmm. And I think it was from that, like, I, I just remember I would come home from school and it was like a, it was like a fugue state until dinner, <laughs> just like deep into pretend. Yeah. And then like right after dinner would go right back to it. Like I loved it so much. We lived kind of close to the Amish. Okay. When I say close, I mean like, you know, half an hour away, 40 minutes. I, I grew up in Cleveland, Cleveland Heights. And the Amish were like right outside of town. They're always like kind of within reach to me. And I was always hilariously considered like the big city cousin. And <laughs> I worshipped the Amish lifestyle. Like, really? I, what, what about it was so I compelling. think it was the like silo haystacks, like laying in hay, <laughs> reading a book, milking a cow, doing chores, but buttoning up some gingham. <laughs> like I just, I just wanted to like... I just wanted to like Laura Ingalls Wilder it. Like yes. I just, there's some, a simplicity and like a goodness and a priority clarity that just made, that just spoke to me on such a acute level that it was, it just made and still does. Like there is something about clarity of purpose that, is so beautiful to me. Yeah. It's not, it's so loud life yes. now. And there is something about that simplicity of purpose that is like, just like the, the simple joy of just getting through a day. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember this as a young, when you were like, when you were a, young, a mom of a young child. Yeah. But like that, there is something so, I'm what I miss, there's certain things I miss like terribly. I miss a grocery store shop with the bait, with the, with my peanut in the front. Oh yeah. Like my buddy grocery shopping when he was like in the thing, just like, <laughs> he's going to cry. And I miss that like breakfast 
to first nap time, like the morning, planning our morning, mm. like and having it be just like sunshine and a little out like outdoor and then putting them down and like having like just like like making a snack. Like there was something about like your life becomes so tiny and so specific with a be like a purpose that's so pure. It's just like sustaining life for this person. And then now it's just so big, but you're, you know, it just becomes louder. But anyway, I don't know how we got off on this topic. Amish, Amish. Well, Amish simplicity and then the singleness of purpose sort of. So listening to you talk about your son when your son was a baby, I'm getting that you had zero postpartum depression. No, that is so not true. Okay. Yeah. Just because the way you just described that, I was like, that it did not, that is not my experience. That's when he was like a toddler. Got it. Got it. Got it. So no. when he was first born, did you have any postpartum? For sure. Yeah. But because, and I think I'm, I'm not unlike a lot of women in that I just took it on as like, with like a lot of shame and a lot of like self-hatred. Yeah. Thought it was like I was the only one and then something was wrong with me and that it was not looking the way I thought it was going to look. And I was pretending and, you know, sweating on my way to like pump station for those classes, yes. like sobbing on the way there and yes. sobbing on the way back because I was the only baby who was crying. Yeah. And my exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't like me. Yeah. Yeah. I was just convinced. Yeah. And, and yeah. And did your birth go the way? I mean, was that all? My birth was fine. It was after that I was just like, I'm a failure. Everyone else in the world knows how to do this organically and I don't. And something's deeply wrong with me and this baby's not going to survive if I'm his mother. Yeah. And that went on for a really long time. It did? Yeah. Like how long? Uh, well, I mean, I was undiagnosed for three years. So he was three. So it wasn't even really considered postpartum by the time I got diagnosed and got medication and got therapy. And But it was, it was so bad and it got progressively worse. Mine was mainly in the form of that in the beginning. Then it was anxiety. And I was remembering calling back to the horror film <laughs> you were talking about earlier at night because my husband had left town early on. He left town to work and he, I was alone for uh, two and a half years. And oy, oy, oy. I remember it was, it was so insane now thinking, but it was so real to me. My house, which isn't even that old, would creak at night, you know, homes settle and whatever. I was convinced every single night. I don't know if I thought it was the same serial killer or a new one every night, but I was convinced that there was someone hiding in the attic or the closet that was going to come out and kill me and my baby, but only after I'd fallen asleep. <laughs> they were waiting for me. I mean, it's so, it's absurd. And no, I laugh now, not. but in it, in the moment, it was so real for me, the anxiety and panic. And so I wasn't sleeping. And so I was also, then it would perpetuate the sleep deprivation anyway. Oh, Oh my god! But I do. Rem I but I remember the like horror film feeling of like the five o'clock, like knowing that the clock was ticking and the sun was about to go down, mm -hmm. and being like, no, yeah. <laughs> like knowing another night was coming yes. that was going to be sleepless. Yeah, and we didn't have it down. Like you know, we didn't like we were a fighting master. I mean, I, it was like a you know, Ethan and I didn't have our like shit together in terms of like figuring like it was. There were moments of like, oh, but I was, yeah, it was, it was, it didn't definitely didn't feel the way I thought it was going to feel. Yeah. When yeah. did it start to even out for you? I don't know. It really, I really became very anxious. Like I, I, I was an anxious mom and I didn't know like a early, like young, a, a mom of a baby, which I didn't know. I, I mean, of course I should have, I, I, I don't know. I didn't think that I would be and I was surprised by it. it didn't quite even out. I don't know if it ever really did it ever. I don't know. I mean, really, I don't know if it did. I don't, I still might be sitting in postpartum. Because you <laughs> they're, they're eight and 11 and I think I might still be. I think I, I, think I might still be. Um, I mean, I don't, it's like, it's, you know, it was a tough everything from like, everything was a surprise for me. I did not, of course, in any way anticipate the like rocket ship to my heart bomb of love I was going to feel like that was really mm. vulnerable mm. for someone who has spent like had spent, you know, at that point, 36 years 
trying to like being really good at like not letting anything like being really good at being like was that vulnerability was very hard to accept and I'm like forever grateful for that it it was that kind of that intimacy but yeah I don't know it's a it's a trip (laughs) it really is and then I had like a, and then I had like a little bit of like rage. Then I had like a rage at the machine afterwards. A little bit of like, again, I being like I was kind of sold a bill. Felt feeling like I was sold a bill of goods because I wanted so badly to have the experience that I, the natural, like I so wanted the experience that I had been reading about. Like uh-huh. I read all the anime Gaskin. Like I read all the like I. I all, you know, I got all the stuff I was supposed to like. You mean planning your birth? Planning the birth. And your son's birth, not your own birth, obviously. Just to buy own. Right, exactly. <laughs> that would be amazing. I think I might be still postpartum from my own birth. <laughs> Aren't we all? We all are. Inherited trauma. That's what that horror movie is about, by the way. What's the name of the horror? Hereditary. Movie? Oh, hereditary. Okay. So. I, I can't do horror. Films. No, this I movie think, was yeah. so it was like whoa, it was. I mean, I watched a third of it through my hands. Oh basically. wow! Oh wow! I mean, and then the rest of it just didn't watch. I'm saying like I couldn't. Yeah, but couldn't, it was. Yeah, I like a big communal scream though. Like I don't mind that. I like a horror movie experience. But um, planning uh, your son's birth. Yeah, but anyway, it was hard afterwards because I had like the best support system and like an amazing duel and amazing like everything in it and the went the, just the way it went down I was like I felt let I I was I again I felt like I had let myself and all this community I, I was a bummer it was a real I felt because I was heartbroken birth didn't go the way you had planned oh yeah what happened you know it was just like one of those like well the first time around it was like one of those I think it was a classic like my water was low I was late I was convinced to be induced and then it was like just like the the classic like induction pitocin c-section yeah and then the second time around I really wanted a a v-back mm-hmm. and it didn't it, and we planned for it and it didn't happen the but and that was okay but we were it was like anyway that was a amazing dramatic story out of town my water broke out of town for may Oh, oh my God, dude. Jen! Yeah, it was she intense. wasn't born here. No, she's in Philly. <gasps> oh, it's really intense. What happened? Oh, my water broke in a hotel room. Like <gasps> three days, I was doing a movie, and it was like, yeah. Where was Ethan? He was there. Thank, thank God. And Leonard was there. Thank God. And my best friend lives in Philly. Thank God. So she was able to come and like be with Leonard, and um, then kind of act as our like de facto doula. It was so crazy, and she was like considered late preterm and so she had to be in the NICU for a couple days she was okay thank god thank god thank god thank god but it was um uh it was uh bananas wow bananas wow but it was kind of amazing because I really was appreciative of uh, of a hospital the second time around right so I was able to also as I was able to just kind of recognize that it's their birth a story as well. Mm. It was their birth as well. Like, and I didn't want to have like my ego involved in that narrative for them. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I don't God, know. I mean, that's the hardest thing with everything with parenting for I me. Know. Like, just who he is, who he chooses to hang out with, what he thinks is, you know, what he's drawn to. I mean, I have a kid, you know obsessed with army and guns and yes know, mine too I my mean, boy well that's you know what he's into and yet i i have to i do honor it and hold space for it and and with with certain limitations obviously i'm still his mom but he's also i have to look at the other side of the coin is that he's incredibly kind and compassionate and gentle yeah you know thank god so yeah. it's not but but i know many parents where it's like they won't allow any kind of thing like that. No toy guns, no, no army stuff. No, you know, and understandably I can understand why, but it's also for, I mean, I never showed him this stuff. It's just part of his DNA. He's just drawn to it. We're going, it's so interesting because Leonard is really obsessed with, with like 
World War II. Like, oh, Blooms is obsessed, obsessed with World War II. And I was like, gosh. And like, you know, I'm, we've talked about this. Like, you know, I have a, and May is Blooms' age. And we, yeah. I am also like in a, a place where or I've tried to have gender not in the equation as like we've raised these, is, these children. And despite my, like any, like despite like taking it out of the equation, her room is Pepto Bisno. <laughs> it's like a pink explosion. <laughs> Like it's, and he is like obsessed with world. So I was like, okay, for his 12th birthday, I'm like taking him for an early birthday present off, off season because it's going to be so hot. I'm taking (laughs) him to New Orleans because I was like, okay, well, I'm going to embrace this and we're going to go to the World War II Museum (gasps) because I was like, I want you to just like, if we're, if you're into it, like I, let's just see like what it, because it's like, no, you know, let's like, look at what that is. Yes what you're into because yeah. it's like and it's an intense no museum. joke went. He, he was younger when he went but he it's was, i he, went yeah, yeah it's profound it's really profound it's like yeah. i did not expect to be moved th- the way i was yeah so anyway we're gonna go in a few weeks isn't that crazy they just you I, that's what i also didn't anticipate as a parent is like that they need you more turns out they need you more the older they get <laughs> yes yes <laughs> like i feel it's like more it's get becoming like oh, okay like now it's like it's getting because the big questions are coming yes but the like very uh, i don't know did you see this joan D- didian documentary that was recently no, out? but i heard about it she has this amazing quote where she talks about um quintana roe her daughter and she talks about parenting her and she says you know as a parent i i always listen to the edges of what she would say, but never the inside. And I, it struck me, I know, because I think so often you just can listen to the, to the outline of what there's like, you just kind of are kind of, it's like a hazy outline, Yeah. but you're not really taking a second to like, yeah, actually listen to what they're saying. Yes. And that's what I feel like this preteen time is teaching me yes. is is like okay it's that's the focus is like what is being said really yeah yeah it's such a tender time so well tender. and it goes back to that what you were saying about having that sort of simplistic isn't the right word because it minimizes it but having a more <clears throat> precise uh I can't think of, I'm losing my words, but going back to the Amish, you know, where it's like, it's very simple. And it's like, this is what, like focusing on what's in front of you. Whereas, you know, where we live and just anywhere in, in metropolitan life, it's just so busy. And there's all the social media and the Instagram. And the, I just feel like I'm, my mind is like Las Vegas. Yes, I totally feel the exact same way. And to quiet down and really, I mean, my son said to me the other day, and, and I'm a single mom and and he's an only child. So it's just the two of us at home quite often. And he likes to be at home. He's a homebody. And so I'm at home. I've got to do all the things you have to do. The laundry's got to be switched. The dogs have to be fed. The things, the things. Yes. And he always says, I want you to, can you come sit with me? I want you to sit with me. And I'll say, but I've just I've got to do this one thing. I just got to oh, do this one thing. Start gonna... crying. Yes. And he said to me, mom, it feels like you don't want to be with me. And I said, and he's, he he just turned nine last week, and I said, "Happy birthday, Blue. thank you." <laughs> yeah, I said, "Oh no, that's not true, honey. I don't." And I'm not even like forgetting all my training and all my therapy. And this, I said, "No, that's not true. Of course, I want to be with you." He said, "Well, it may not be true, but it feels like it." And I just thought, "Oh my God, wisdom, truth bomb from my nine year old." Like, and I totally got it. And I said, "You know what? You're right." You're absolutely right. All this stuff can get done tonight, tomorrow, the next day. Honestly, like you're nine once. I'm your mom once. Like you're going to grow up and move out. Like I need to be here and sit here and watch you play Fortnite, even though I don't think Fortnite's interesting. Like I need to sit here and be with you. Oh, Fortnite is torture. It's like, what is it? I'm like, what's the point? He's like, you just uh, run the storm. I'm like, hmm. I know. Like, There's 45 minutes till the storm comes. This is so boring. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It is also though. I, I think of them. You know, I don't have a 
nine to five job. You don't have like a nine right. to five job. Right. Our our offices are are those devices. Yes. And that I am really trying to figure out like my boundaries with it around them. Oh yeah, it's so hard. Because it's also like it's blurry. It is, yeah. So I and it's like one of my teeth. So I'm really trying to figure. There's a couple things on my like to my parenting to do list. <laughs> one, a devices. B, God. Oh God, like, let's I, talk about that. Okay, please, because okay. I'm also for myself trying to figure it out. That's my next. That's my my on the precipice of 45. Yeah. I'm like, that's my next. <laughs> that's my next step. It's NBD, like, NBD. Just figure out God. <laughs> we can do it, Catherine. Next week, check it out. <laughs> trying to figure out my spiritual side. Right. So I was not raised. <laughs> in a religious household at okay. all, even though I went to Catholic school oh, me too. from second through sixth grade, um, where I, in sixth grade, so in sixth grade, it started middle school and I was bullied horribly. This girl pulled a knife on me. What? She was terrible. She was just, it was Where so- did you grow up? <laughs> Jesus, what do you mean bullied? Wait, wait, when you said bullied and then a girl pulled a knife on you? Pulled a knife on a switchblade. Where did you grow up? Denver, like the suburbs of Denver, not even like downtown Denver. This is like in Cherry Hills. Wait, that is intense. It was was so intense. And she was so big. I just remember her seeming so big. And I'm not a small person. I'm now I'm 5'11, but even then I was tall for my age. But she was so big and she was fully developed and she would make out with her boyfriend. I think it's all stemmed because I saw her making out with her boyfriend by the vending machines. And Something happened where she felt threatened by that I had seen her or that I had seen him or I don't know. I don't even remember. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. I was uh. a baby. I was a baby. I was 11 or 12. Anyway, so um, Catholic, that was my Catholic school experience. Jesus. <laughs> you know, and um, but I wasn't raised with it. And now my parents who are in their 70s, you know, go to church and they talk about Jesus and it's confusing for my son. Yeah. who is also not raised with religion. My ex-husband is a sort of a lapsed Catholic. And my son's coming home and saying, I think God is this, and he's trying to figure it out. I think God is this. I think God is love. I think God is action. And I can tell, speaking to what you're saying, like, I don't want to listen around the edges. I want to go into what he's saying. So I'm trying to participate, but I feel like I got nothing. Yeah. In a way. I mean, I know I have my own experience, but... totally. I'm flying solo on this. Yeah, I know. What's happening with you guys? Well, you know, my husband was raised Jewish. I was raised Catholic. I was Catholic school all the way up through high school. I, you know, have not practiced. I remember Leonard going to a, seeing a, going to a church with me, a set. And that was like a church and it was like, you know, Jesus on the cross, like that image. And it's like a pretty gruesome image when you, but I don't even see it because it was like in my, and he was like staring at it. And I was having a conversation. He's like, mom, mom. And I was like, what's the matter? And he's like, why is that Native American nailed to that cross? (laughs) I love that. And I was like, I was like, what? And I was like, oh, totally. I was like, there's progressive California education (laughs) in a nutshell. It's so great. But I was like, uh, it was, <laughs> oh my God. But I, I, I mean, we, we participate in, in a little bit of everything. We have a prayer every night before they go to bed to the higher power. We just try to like keep open to just like a higher power, which just sounds very vague. But before we, we're just trying to like keep questions coming, I guess. Sure. So. Are the questions coming? But I mean, keep them opening open. That's what So yeah. yeah. So like, just like, just try to like have, just be open. Yeah. And I know I'm trying to just keep open myself. Just like trying to just like show me, show me, show me. Just like whatever that, because. I don't know, but I know that I think that's like the next step in what I, what I need. I don't know what it is, but I think, um, I, I feel a lack in that department and, um, it's big and, uh, the Catholic Catholicism never did it for me, never did it for me. Like it was too, it's like too patriarchal and too old yeah. And calcified, <laughs> just like yes. too yeah. 
dust too yeah. too, just too calcified it's, it's so not open is yeah. Just basically yeah it was just like yeah calcified yeah but, the opposite of I'm what sorry. you're saying. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, but I do, but there is what I miss from my children. Sorry about the phone. So we never ran, we never answer it in this house. Um, is, <laughs> if you're ever calling Catherine. <laughs> just exactly. It'll, it'll you can never, imagine her doing a podcast with me and just never answering your phone it'll call. It'll never, ever be answered. <laughs> um, but I always feel, this is my husband's voice. But I, I feel like uh, what I do miss from my children, and my husband feels the same way, it is like the ritual of like having to get dressed up and go somewhere once a week. And even if you don't understand it, even if it doesn't, even if it's boring, if it doesn't mean something to you, the idea of like dressing up and sitting or standing or kneeling quietly around other people and respect what they, that what they are doing yes. and what they believe in. Yes. Or they're just, just to be around something Yeah, that other people are, respect yeah and that sort of generational wisdom that comes yes. from that you and know, community and community and, and mystery and, yeah and kind of going back to the amish yes you know it's and that's the thing that like for me too I'm, I'm sort of trying to do what you're doing and like keeping it open keeping it open but i feel like that's yes. confusing for him yes because it's like do i just make it up and I'm kind of like, yeah, I know you kind of do, but that's really scary. Yeah, because we're like, and meanwhile we're like, Santa Claus. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're sending them straight to therapy. No, I know. We're like, <laughs> and we're like, I know. We're like tooth fairy, but I don't know what God he, is. He found tooth fairy. He goes in my my jewelry chest, my jewelry drawer, like a year ago, and he goes, Mom, what are all these teeth? <gasps> Yeah. You're the tooth fairy. <laughs> so busted. So busted. <laughs> so busted. So busted. I mean, is it worse that like I'm lying to you and saying that, that there's this mythical creature that leaves money under your pillow or that I'm saving all your dead teeth. teeth that are like gross and weird. They're not totally. Cute. How about though? Like because we have two of them like I didn't even keep them separate. So the, there's just like a weird... <laughs> bowl of, of teeth. just so I don't even know whose is whose <laughs> just like teeth it's so weird it's so macabre it's so <laughs> like I, I didn't even have the respect to separate them like it doesn't really matter it's like eventually one day I'm just gonna like I don't know but like I know it is a very like I know that they're like you said about your son like that I know that there is like a secular goodness about them like I know that they are being raised with like a moral compass and I know that they are empaths and I know they are they have more of a range of certainly more than I ever did and uh, of of expo like uh, just empathy and emotional awareness. And emotional awareness. Yeah. But I, uh, and I, uh, maybe, I mean, I don't know, Jen, because then it's like, that's pretty great. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. And, you know, they'll have time and to get like, the other stuff out. And what is, what is that? What is it like? What, what is that? Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, there's so many ways to, to figure that out i mean well and before we started we were sort of talking about and this is i'm gonna get a little la woo woo for a second but you know i was talking to my friend tara who's also coming on the show and she's just incredibly versed in all these things and she like dips her toe she dips her toe in these things and then she goes full throttle like ayurvedic medicine and then she'll study that and then she'll study tarot cards and she'll really do it but she was talking to me yesterday about how we're like about to enter the fifth dimension or something. Do you know about this? Anyway, no. The, <laughs> it kind of goes in line with what you're talking about, like seeking whatever God is, whatever the higher power is, like seeking a deeper connection with that spiritual piece of yourself, of the universe, of, and that at this time in in history, um, that we're going into the fifth dimension, and that that's why all these things are so palpable in our in our culture today like people wanting to like really get in touch with the crystals and the body healers and the energy workers and really it's really ever present because like people the are wellness yeah the wellness yeah and the biohackers and i was just sharing that, that i just bought a biomat 
yes. I just treated myself to a biomat. So it's this thing. It's this, I don't really totally understand it, but it's an infrared. Um, it gives in, infrared heat, and it has it's like lined with amethyst crystals, and it's supposed to be inc- very restorative. And I mean, it could very possibly be that I just spent seventeen hundred dollars on something that is like basically a yoga mat, but Fine. I don't think so. <laughs> no, but you know what? It almost is like. It almost is like you don't you don't go to Vegas, you don't gamble, so this is your gam. That's how I'm putting it. Like that, this is and if it, it you know, it almost is like that's also faith, right? Yes, true, true, true. I'm gonna lay on a yes. mat that is whatever it is, Fine. and and actually, it's essentially my alone time and my quiet time where I'm gonna just close my eyes yes. and be quiet for thirty minutes every day. Totally, and that is like. So, and yes. there is nothing anywhere that is anything wrong with a crystal, with like laying on a bed of crystals. Yes. Only good. <laughs> Only good. Honestly. Thank you for supporting my purchase. I am uh, going to just, purchase. <laughs> I am, I feel like I have gained something just because I'm now going to just imagine <laughs> laying on an infrared mat with crystals and I am going to just. Kind of mooch off of it <laughs> mentally, and that's how I'm gonna gonna, gonna relax from now on. I'm gonna energetically mooch off of your crystal mat. I love it. <laughs> I will gladly give you some of that juju. <laughs> oh, and I bought the matching pillow. <gasps> so you, know. you have to give me all the details of this. <laughs> I will. I'll let you come try it. I'll bring it over. You could try it. Oh my god, please! And also, pets are supposed to love it. <gasps> Oh my God, maybe I should get it it to my cute little wild man. My sweet wild man. He's hard to reach in there, but he's in there. (laughs) Our banjo. Are they rescues, both your dogs? Yeah. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. They're a little crazy. What kind do you have? I have a little Yorkie mix, who's my heart. Um, And then I have a golden doodle, who is like my little special rights boy. And he's my my best friend. Tanya comes over, one of my best friends, and... She was like, when are you going to put him on medication? When is he going to take meds? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I keep, no, I won't, but he's. Yeah. You know. We have a really sweet, grateful um, rescue, Jerry, who is just like so sweet and great. Just le- a little bit leads with shame. Oh, yeah. yeah I can feel that. Yeah. He's so tender. I know. She, she's she, a she, Jerry, she. but she, oh, yeah. She's a Jerry. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. But she, yeah, leads with it. And Banjo. But wait, wait, wait. Did you name her Jerry because of the gender stuff? No, because she's from Geronimo, Arizona. That's where she was found <laughs> at a gas station in Geronimo. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, I but it was like an homage. No, but okay. we're all, we're down with any kind of name yeah, uh, anywhere. I love it. Banjo is a little rescue and we because like you know we'd never had dog before and she was so easy we were like oh we could totally rescue and like this fell in love with this puppy very high energy but we were like oh my god it's all you know all it needs is is our love and to be around Jerry and we're gonna save it and clearly it's he's proving to be harder he's already had two major abdominal surgeries because he, he keeps eating May's socks it, it he is He's just got yummy feet, though. We know that. Delicious. She is delicious. He's just a little bit aggro. (laughs) Maybe some CBD oil could help. I know. I don't think so. He's just high. He's just so. Anyway, well, we're in a process with Banjo, but he's um, he's in our life for a reason, and he's the best snuggler ever. Like that's for true. Like it's very sweet. He's gonna mellow out. He will. Right. That's just a puppy. Also, yeah. No. 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 He's not bad. I mean, when you said get ready for the puppy, I thought, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get knocked over. But like, like, we can't leave the house with him. Like, he freaks oh, out in the outside world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem. Like, we, I want him to, I don't, I want him to live his best life. Like, yeah. I don't want to be stuck in here. So like, that's what we have to start being able yes. to do. That's why he, that's why he needs some guidance and we need some guidance. Yes. So that he can live his best little life. Yes. Banjo. So now what okay. do you have coming up next? Mm. You're always on a project. I, I don't even know. I'm a movie coming out in September with Netflix. I'm so excited about Jen that is directed by Tamara Jenkins, who Ooh. it's like only her third film. And she it's called Private Life. It's Paul Giamatti and myself. It's about uh, a couple's IVF journey. Oh, that and sounds it's amazing. Pretty intense and funny. And also like just, oh, my gosh, hopefully we'll get some conversation starting about that. Um 
because I think that is also a, a struggle that so many people go through in the dark. Yes. Not thinking they can talk about it. Yes. And, uh, I also think women in a certain way are, are also sold a bill of goods about their biology. And they think that because of all these, you know, scientific advances that we think we're somewhat in control of our fertility and mm. we're just not, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it really does suck that our, that our like highest money making years happen to co- coincide with our most fertile. Yeah. Like that's just a biological it bummer. Is. Yeah. So anyway, I'm excited about that. Uh, May, I I wrote a children's book that's coming out in <gasps> September. What? That I can't believe I didn't know about that. Co-authored by my daughter May. Oh yeah, for Scholastic. God. I'll have to give you all the details, but it's called, yeah, it's really sweet. I wrote it for, do you know the Lenny letter that yes, Lena Dunham's? of course I do. So I wrote, they asked me their first year to write this little, um, this letter, you know, to, to contribute. And I wrote something that was like what I learned to be, how I learned to be a woman from my six-year-old daughter. And it's like, like a list of just how, she's inspired me just by being her, like her being herself, like before, you know, society tells us how yes. we're, s- yes. and Scholastic then reached out and was like, would you ever turn this into a children's book? And I was like, Oh my God, fine. That'd be so fun. And then we just, I, I it, they made it so easy and it was such a sweet process and may contributed and it was really <sighs> sweet. And this, this, really incredible illustrator so anyway it was such an easy process and i still can't believe it's happening and i'll absolutely so let you yes, know please we want it happens because like, it'll be this show will probably be airing in september so it'll be oh my god that would timing. be incredible yeah um, it's really really what's the sweet. name of the book it's called my wish for you and it's really 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 sweet and i think it's a really awesome incredible book for young people i love it yeah wow see. i know unexpected kind of like what never thought that would happen special wow that's really cool and then you're here in town yes i'm so glad i got you while you're here oh gosh i'm so glad oh me too and you're are you going away anytime soon you get to stay here no i've been like scarily i just did a i mean i did a pilot for hbo called mrs fletcher also based on that book by tom parada i don't know if which is really interesting. I uh, we we don't know what's happening with it yet, but it, the book is really. In- Do you know Tom? That he wrote. I've heard of it? Yeah. He wrote like the leftovers and little children. Of course, and, yeah. But it's a really it's like a dual coming of age about a single mom and her son, and he's going away to college, and um his it's like ideas of consent. Basically, he grew up with. I mean, it's a little intense, but like his relationship to online porn and dating in college and like ideas of consent and what sex looks like, you know, this weird new world that we live in in terms of like sex for this generation and sex ed. I mean, it's so crazy, the free porn online and what that's doing to sexuality. Yes. And then her uh, kind of coming of age through discovering this porn online as well. So it's interesting. Awesome. I know. I know. We'll see. But um that would be I was that wouldn't happen until the fall if 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 it happens. So And is it shot here? It would be I hope. I don't know. Which is a bummer. So I have to cross that bridge. But yeah. again, these series are great because they're only like movie slots. It's not yeah. like Yeah. Uh, you know, it'd only be like a couple months and yeah. they come back and forth. That's tolerable. Yeah, I couldn't ever do like I can't I can't. I don't know how people do that. They're yeah. like I could do like a week and a half. Live tops. long distance. Uh-uh. Yeah, people do it. I know. It's I crazy. can't. I mean, your limit. What's your limit without can. not seeing the kids? And I think about like our military, uh, like oh, how uh, I yeah. don't know, and my I might want to just like, you know, yeah, no, just like I don't know how I, how to even thank anybody that would be able to just like, uh, uh, I can do. I have done. I think the longest I have done is two weeks, and that was yeah hard. Yeah. And and just I should also say your husband is so lovely. I am crazy blessed that I have a, a yeah he's lovely and he's a great and he's a great parent and he um, pulls up the slack yeah absolutely he's just watching. really great and he works full time too mm-hmm. I mean you know he's in the business so yeah it's it's cyclical too but um, he's just always very kind and he always like everybody in the, he looks everyone in the eye and says hi. And he's very deliberate and very connected and it's, it's rare and he's very present. And I just, I think you guys are great. We've been together a long, long You guys met time. in college? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. College sweethearts? College sweethearts. That's, 25 
fucking years Whoa. ago. How do you keep it alive? How do you keep it fresh? I mean, just a lot of online porn. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Done. Yep. A lot of porn and a lot of, you know. A couple extra dildos in the <laughs> just drawer. Just like, right, exactly. <laughs> a lot of ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the drug form, not the not literal, just living in ecstasy. Um, people are gonna. I love that too. People are, people are gonna feel like, wow, those LA ladies are just woo biomats and amethyst. Crystal mats and Jesus. Exactly. As we're sipping on our kale and our almond kale and, and cinnamon, cinnamon smoothies. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. No, really. What are we turning into? Uh, oh my gosh. Exactly. We need to go Amish. The Ohio girl in me. <laughs> it's like, where's my bag of Lay's chips? Oh, yum. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So we have come to the end. Mm. I know it flew right by, didn't it? Exactly. At the end of every show, I ask every guest three questions. Great. And then I go into a lightning round of questions. <gasps> so excited. I love these. So I'm going to ask you the three questions first. Okay. What do you think about when you hear the word MILF? Ah, uh, porn. <laughs> You're so decided about I do. that. Totally. Yeah. Well, it's a male, it's a male um, coined phrase. Yeah. What's something you've changed your mind about recently? Clairvoyance. Tell me more. Are you? No, but I... I was always a real, I'm a real skeptic and a real, but I'm a real, real skeptic. And recently I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's to say? Yeah. How do you define success? God, inner peace. Let me know when you find it. I, let me know. <laughs> Please. What does that even mean? Okay. Uh, lightning round. Okay. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Favorite junk food? Um, Lay's potato chips. <laughs> go to the movies or go to a play? Play. Daytime sex or nighttime sex? Nighttime. Texting or talking? Talking. Cat person or dog person? Dog. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yes. Shower or bathtub? Bathtub. Cake or pie? Pie. On a scale of one to ten, how good are you at rollerblading? Mm. I mean... Two. Oh, that's not bad. On if ten is great. Okay. Well, you can stand up though, at least. I could stand up. Okay. Yes. I don't know if I could. Um, anymore. I bet you could do <laughs> pirouettes. <laughs> Stop. Yes, you can. If you could push a button and it would make everyone in the world seven percent happier, but it would also place a worldwide ban on all hairstyling pro products, would you push it? Yes. Superpower choice, invisibility or super strength? Yes, super strength. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Uh, speak every language. Would you rather have a vagina that speaks or the ability to fart songs? Vagina that speaks. What was the name of your first pet? Muffin. What was the name of the street you grew up on? Scarborough. <laughs> Muffin Scarborough? That's my porn name. <laughs> It was a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, darling. Thank you for having me. I love you so much. You're the greatest. Oh this was gosh. so good. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Catherine. I wanted to take a moment to, first off, thank the full cast production team that helps me produce this podcast every week. I couldn't do it without them. So I want to thank Harry Duran cast and podcast junkies. If you haven't checked out podcast junkies, it's an amazing podcast where he interviews really successful podcasters. I haven't been invited to be a guest yet because I'm only on episode 11, but I'm sure I will be someday. Um, and Sarah is our project manager. She works tirelessly to produce these things and put them together. And Sarah also has a podcast called From Bell to Bell because she was a teacher for 14 years, English teacher. And she talks to other teachers deconstructing movies about school. It's a really great podcast. I strongly suggest it. From Bell to Bell. All the other team members that work so hard, my editor, Derek, who's amazing and makes me sound better than I actually sound. Thank you, Derek. And Ivy and Levi, and I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out, but it takes a team to put this together. So thank you guys. And uh, shout out to Fullcast. 
I did want to take a minute also to read you guys some of the messages I've been getting from some listeners who are really enjoying the show. This one comes from my high school best friend, uh, Amy Eversoul. <laughs> Hi, Amy. Um, she texted me, I guess, about a month ago, and I uh, it was so touched by it. And I'm just going to read it to you here. She says, I just love listening. I miss your voice, and the digital quality is on par. Let your tech people know. I'm so happy you have these women in your life. I think as moms, we have a tendency to tr- to lose true friendships, valuable relationships, because life starts to revolve around the kids. And something that I've learned is happy mom, happy kid. It's vital that women continue to have friendships like this. I hope you have a great weekend. So that was from my friend, Amy. And she's so right. You know, it's, this is, again, part of the reason that I started the podcast is that sometimes we don't have those friendships or those friendships shift and change and we need different support. Um, and to have other women that understand what this is like is really soothing. This one comes from, uh, Robin, my friend who lives now lives in Baton Rouge. Jennifer, I just started listening to your podcast and it's like some sort of electrolyte drink for me. I have a three and a half year old and a two year old at age 49. Gah! She wrote, Gah! I didn't say that. She wrote it at the moment. So I'm completely in the weeds. And to hear such real talk about the truth of motherhood is balm to my soul. Thank you so much for putting this out there. Hope you are well. It was really amazing. And Robin is also an extremely successful uh, author. Oh, here was another one from a friend, Erica, who listened to. Sabrina's episode, episode one, she sent a picture of this. I should post this on the, on the website, on the website, on my Instagram, some doodles while listening to your podcast. Great discussion, ladies. I just went through a miscarriage and really appreciated your openness about that experience. And that was, that's, again, it's just so amazing to see this is affecting and helping women. Um, one last one. This is another friend named Amy. I've been listening to your podcast on the rare moments I make it to the gym. It's giving me life. I'm just coming out of the intense isolation of infancy. Her son is 17 months and definitely had some moms to talk to during it all. But listening to the podcast is helping and giving me my sense of humor back too. Thanks, Amy. And that just means a lot. So if you guys would like to also write to me, you can. Um, I love hearing from you. And let me know what you think about the show and and if it's helping or something that you'd like to hear on the show. That's it. I'm just so grateful. And join me next week. I have Ellie Johnson uh, from Sydney, Australia, and she is a truth expert. And we had a wonderful conversation. I can't wait for that episode to go up. So uh, thanks again for listening, you guys. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope you have a wonderful week. And I'll talk to you next week.